Welcome to the TBN UK podcast. In this series, you can hear some of the interviews from TBN Meets, where faith meets culture. Hear from Christian ministries, innovators, authors, artists, and creators. Enjoy. Hi, TBN family, and welcome to TBN Meets. Today, we're joined by William Porter, an accomplished solicitor and author, who is also the head of the UK Houses of Prayer Network. He's here to talk about his latest book, The Forerunner Cry, an insightful look into what Jesus' return might look like and how this could be affecting or should affect the way we live our lives. Welcome, William. Welcome. Nice to see you, Janelle. So tell me a bit about the inspiration behind this book, Forerunner Cry. Um, It's a book that's been five years in uh, writing. Um, but the inspiration came about 12 years ago. Uh, we'd been starting a house of prayer uh, in the Midlands and we were just investigating what that might look like and uh, went across to the USA and to Kansas where there was a large house of prayer functioning. So we went just to sit in there and listen to God. And uh, as I was sat in the prayer room, uh, all the hopes for revival that we've been praying for for years uh, I felt as though God gave me a download, uh, as though what we've been praying for and working towards in prayer times is not just another move of the Holy Spirit to get us over a, a church decline or yeah. just a, 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 something just for this generation, but it was the, the last move of God before Jesus returns. It was like a, an opening of my eyes to something I'd never really seen before. Mm. And so that, that started my inquiry and, and a nudge by the Holy Spirit, start, start thinking, start writing. Because we don't really talk about the end times a lot in church. I remember when I was younger, you'd hear about it a lot more. Yep. And so, you know, growing up when I did, I won't reveal my age, but I remember someone saying, oh, you know, you young children, because I was a child then, won't see your teenage years because God's yep. going to come back. And so do you think that that sense of waiting has dulled us or made us unsure or not that confident in speaking about it? I think it has. I mean, the early church was full of expectancy and longing, and you see that in the New Testament. Mm. The whole Maranatha, come Lord Jesus cry, is just there. But generations of the church have kind of it's dulled down. Mm. And, and I think particularly in the West, I think our expectation is low, really. We're not more, more consumed with the problems we have as church and the issues around us and, 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 and trouble, but we're not really seeing as how that fits in with God's end time plans. Mm. So. Not, not everyone is, is uncertain, but I think God is trying to wake the church up a little bit to say, start taking more notice of what I'm doing. And do you think there might be a direct correlation between as we've, as a church, have gone more into a relationship with Jesus, that that has a direct correlation to the fact that we don't speak about so much end times? Because before it'd be like, you know, God's coming back, so you need to get right with him. And now it's kind of more, you just need to have a relationship with him all the time. Are the two linked or or can they be mutually exclusive? Um, I think obviously that the the personal relationship with Jesus is is what what sustains us through our our life. But the Christian story has a beginning, a middle and the end. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we're more conditioned by uh, the culture around us. And and we have almost forgotten the end of the story. So yes, we believe that God created the world believe that Jesus came and died for the sins of the world and rose again. We forget the, the reality that he's coming back physically in glory one day. Mm. So, but that really should boost our faith and yeah. encourage a close relationship with the Lord, I think. So signs of the times, if yeah. you were to put them in a nutshell of what you think the signs of the times are that you either see or you think we will see, 
what would you say they are and are they physical or are they more spiritual? Um, I was almost nervous to write about it generally because you don't want to get it wrong, <laughs> but you want to point people to what you see happening. Um, so in a nutshell, I, I've, in my book I say we need to be aware of the signs of glory and signs of shaking. So it, it spe speaks that in the Bible, you know, uh, to see that arise and shine for the glory of God appears over mm. you. And really I think that's, that's the really word, word in season. But also the Lord says, in a little while I will shake the heavens and the earth. So there's glory and there's shaking. So the glory signs are very encouraging. Th things like uh, revivals around the world at the minute and the church growing in many, many places. Uh, people coming to faith uh, in, in, in hundreds of thousands. Uh, the Jewish people starting to wake up to the Messiah. Um, things like that, signs of transformation. They're, they're really encouraging glo glory signs. The shaking ones are more disturbing and they, I think they're, they're bigger than just there's, there's a wor one world system approaching. It's, it's, there's, there's signs all over the place of shaking in, in the environment, shaking in the financial market, shaking in the political sphere, shaking in technology. And, and I give 10 signs that help people say, kind of just look around you. I uh, mm. think we're getting closer. Jesus said there would be troubles, there'd be earthquakes, there'd be wars. They're be the beginning of birth pangs. So I think we're in the beginning of the birth mm. pangs. So the book of Revelations, it is, you know, it's clear. Yeah. What do you think are some of the things that Christians actually disagree about, about Revelations and, and kind of these signs? Some of the things you'll say, they'll say, well, there's been wars going on all the time or, you know, there's yeah. been natural disasters happening. So what are the things that we disagree on fundamentally? Um, well, I'll say that in a minute. I think actually I'd love people to read it. Most of my people I talk to, they shy away from reading Revelation because yeah. they, they, they just think it's, uh, they won't understand it or it's too worrying. Mm. And, and I said, no, no, do read it. For a while, I, I read it for every, uh, every week. I went through the book of Revelation just to get it in my spirit, really. Mm. Um, I think some of the areas of disagreement are about the rapture, yeah. when Jesus comes. And, uh, and so I, I kind of look at that and, and I say, well, there is reasons for saying Jesus might come and take us away before the, before the tribulation. Yeah. But there's more reasons to say, actually, the mainstream view is we go through the glory and the trouble and we're purified through it and then Jesus returns. So Revelation 19 is when he returns on the clouds in glory. Um, there's a difference about are, are, are some of the, the, the judgments of God, are they real? Are they physical? Uh, some people say, well, in Revelation, isn't it just a, what's always gone on in history? It's just we're saying it again and again. Or are we really saying, no, there's coming in a few years time, really this, this intense seven year time of, of trouble, shaking, antichrist, judgment, uh, everything really be, being tested. And, and so I say, well, you could look either way, but I think we're looking at real, the, the, the scrolls being, and the trumpets, mm. and the bowls, they're, they're real things to look out for. And do you also think that, I mean, I, I would probably say at the moment a lot of churches don't really know their theology around hell. No. And so do you think that that is another reason why end times, hell, end of life, let's just not even go there. Let's just stay in the things that we know, which is the here and the now, the things we can see and that we believe to be true. Where do you think we're kind of sitting on that as a body of Christ? Yes, I, I don't think we like to talk about hell anymore. It feels as though with all the suffering in the world that's going on, the, the talk of a God that might judge mm. is quite difficult to, to understand. But 
until we face up that one day we'll all stand before the Lord and give account for our lives, then I think we're, we're not really uh, doing the gospel justice. And so the Bible talks much more about heaven than it does about hell. But it does say that there, there is an, an accounting. And so I, I, I try and dig in the book to say, well, uh, what, what do we understand about, uh, about God's love, his justice, about eternal separation, mm. about a possibility at anyone who faith in Christ to, to, to know the certainty of eternal life with him. Mm. I do talk about those things. Because on the whole, do you think Christians, do you think we know what it means to be ready for Christ's return? I don't think we do. Um, I think we're, we're very consumed with the things that are immediately around us. So uh, in a few talks I've done recently, I, I give an illustration of, of how you focus a camera. Of course, these days we have smartphones, so yeah. you, you just, you just we forget. point, forget. <laughs> but the old cameras, you used to have to focus them manually. And the most expensive camera is a camera, a rangefinder, a Lierker camera. And when you look through a lens in one of those cameras, you see a, a, a clear, far picture and then a fuzzy near image. And you have to focus the mechanism until the near image lines up and is as clear as the far mm -hmm. image. And so I've been using that as illustration really to say, we're trying to get understanding of how to grow church, how to live as Christians, how to influence society, but just with a near image, just for these next five years. But actually I'm saying, if we get the, if we get the far picture right, if we get what God has in store yeah. in the end times, in the coming decades, if we can see that clearly, then we can focus our lives in the light of that. Yeah. And then the two line, line, then we can run, run our race well. So what are some of the things that we could do to be better prepared and, and to help us to run our race well? Um, I think personally, you just need to say, well, you need to get your life right with the Lord. Mm. So, so are, are we expectant? Would, would we like the Lord to come back? Uh, right now. Would, now. <laughs> or would we, would we be embarrassed? Would we be, Lord, I haven't lived my life well. So it's an encouragement to say, get our life right. Get, be on the same page as the Lord. Uh, I say also then, kind of li live fully. So if, if you know that Jesus is coming back to reward you, uh, then, then, then run your race well. Whatever yeah. God has given you to do, uh, don't think as though, I think sometimes there's a beam me up Scotty mentality in the church, a kind of Star Trek thing, as though it doesn't matter what I do because the world's going to end anyway. Well, no, Jesus is coming back to reward us. And he, he says, uh, you know, uh, St. Paul said, I, I'm, I'm, I've run my race. I'm ready to receive the crown the Lord will give me and those who've longed for his appearing. So whatever the Lord has given you to do, do it well so you get a reward. Do you find it that we, we can sometimes find it challenging to live our lives with that eternal mind? Do you think we've become more and more earthly over time? Do you think it's always been as earthly, but now we have more things to distract us? Um, when life is so full and so pleasurable, as yeah. many people's lives are now, yeah. is it possible to have that same kind of view of looking forward to a life to come? Because many people think, well, I'm quite enjoying it here. Well, maybe that's a Western mindset. Yeah. A lot of people around the world are living in poverty and struggling, and yet the church is more vibrant than ever. Yeah. And, and a lot of people have really switched on around the world to the times we're living in. So I think in some ways we've been anaesthetized as Western Western Christians, mm. uh, we, we think we have things around us, but if they were stripped away, if the financial markets crashed, if, if there were troubles, environmental things that we couldn't get away from, it would soon wake us up really quickly. I, I think actually we are earthly in thinking, not that that's wrong, 
But sometimes we, we then we divorce that from what we think about Jesus' return. And so people think that if Jesus comes, we're leaving planet Earth goodbye and we'll all go off to heaven. Well, actually, Revelation and Isaiah and uh, prophetic writings say Jesus is coming back to Earth to rule and reign mm. with his saints to renew planet Earth. So it's, it's, not a, it's not a divorcing ourselves because we're all going to go off to the other world of heaven. No, God has got a purpose for this earth. So we've got to kind of get ready to be there with the Lord. But that is um, kind of a really interesting point that you just made there that, you know, it's not divorcing ourselves from everything that we yeah. know, but I think we definitely see it as that. We definitely we see it as, well, I live here <laughs> and that's going on over there. And then I'm going to be taken away from this into that. How can churches be preparing people's minds to be thinking more along these lines? I think we just need to be uh, courageous and start to, to, to teach, teach the Bible and look at these passages, look at Jesus' teaching on in the Gospels about, about the end times, look at what the New Testament, the, the, the apostles have said, mm -hmm. and, then, and then not shy away from some of the uh, other eschatological writings. So look at Revelation, look at Daniel. And sometimes people think it's just these obscure prophetic verses that you never really understand. And, but actually, there's, there's more than that. I, I paint a bigger picture in, in parts of the book about saying, well, if you think about the, the biblical writing, there's a lot about the day of the Lord. Yeah. There's a lot about hope. And hope, actually, is, is the biggest end times word. Yeah. So it's, it's written much more through the Bible than we think it is. So I think just start to teach biblically and then let the Lord add understanding to it. And it's also interesting what you say about it being slightly different here in the Western world or in the global north as it is in the global south. I distinctly remember going to Malawi um, on a trip and when I went into a church and heard the singing, every time I went into a church and heard the singing, I couldn't stop crying because you can just feel their deep sense of of spiritual or spirituality in that sense of reliance on God and yeah. he is their daily bread and yeah. some of them as the lady said to me you know they're going home they don't know what they're going to eat today but they yeah. have come and they've worshiped they give God everything whereas we we have everything do you think that we really have taken that God in us to be kind of not gods in our own mind but we really feel like we're actually in control of our destiny and where does God fit into that big picture I, I think we do Janelle and there is this, this cry, come Lord Jesus. I think the Lord's going to restore that to the church in these coming decades. Mm. Um, we don't pray that, cry it, because we think we're okay, we can sort our issues out. Maybe we've, we've allowed ourselves thinking, if we do well enough as a church, we can sort the world out. Yeah. But actually, I think we're realizing we, we can't. It's, it's, it's only an act of God, really. O only the Lord returning that can sort the mess out. And so when we come to that realization, then I think we start to have that cry in our spirit, Jesus, we want you to come. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's in the, the Romans 8, this, this groaning of creation, yeah. that we groan with expectation. And Paul says we groan in expectation for the full redemption of our bodies, meaning we, we're looking for that day when he will split the skies, we will receive a resurrected body, and, and, and he will work out the problems of the world. So that's the cry. And I think God's going to give us that back, really. And it's really interesting when we begin to really think about eternity, because even our attitude to death has probably changed in that people don't want to die. Yeah. They don't want to leave here. Yeah. Whereas before, I definitely know my grandma's generation had a longing to go and yeah, yeah. be with Jesus. Yeah. Um, you know, they're kind of like, take me home. And, and they used to sing songs about it, you know, and yeah. bound for the land of Canaan and, yeah, and all those songs. We don't really sing those songs anymore. 
is there something that's just really feeding and driving all of this thinking really maybe away from eternity? Um, well, cer certainly modern science isn't helping and the, the whole secular mindset of, that we, we've bought into, thinking uh, evolution and uh, universe is expanding, never going to end, you know, we, 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 we're not thinking biblically enough because that's not the biblical story. So we're, I, I love the fact that when people died, they used to have on their gravestones, uh, resurgum, I will rise. Yeah. That used to be all over graveyards. And actually, I hope when I die, my, my wife will put that on my gravestone. So if, if the Lord tarries, mm. that's, that's our everlasting hope. So I think we need to kind of get, get to fresh grips with saying, well, a Christian, a Christian worldview takes in the fact that the, the Lord has got a plan Mm. from the beginning of time to the end of time, a cosmic plan. Mm. So it doesn't, just, it doesn't just end with saving my life to make me a better person so I'll have a nice life with Jesus in eternity. It's a cosmic plan to renew the whole universe. Mm. So I, I think we need to expand our thinking really. And really realise maybe our smallness, <laughs> as kind of King Solomon talked about, in, in the expanse of time. Yeah. I think we can we feel very big in our own mind. Social media makes you big. It makes you the centre of a particular universe. Yeah. And actually, really, we are not. So what would you like readers to take away from this book? Um, I think a more, uh, uh, I'd hope it would lead people to pray. Uh, because some of this is never thought out in, in, a, in a book. Uh, it's never thought out in an argument. It's, yeah. it's really forged in a, in a place of prayer. So personally, uh, my, my understanding of the end times has really been on my knees yeah. uh, with the Bible and reading and talking with other Christians. So I take it to prayer and then I think I'd ask, uh, ask the Lord to, to give you a heart of expectation. So you, you, so you, you change your mindset from, from just uh, my life, the next five, ten years, a good retirement plan, a nice job. It's really to, to bigger things. It's to, it's to God's concerns, God's plans. So, so prayer an expectation. I'd say, Lord, would you give us both of those? Would you give us a heart of prayer? And would you give us an expectation of the years to come and what you're about to do? And for those Christians who do really want to explore this topic further, you know, they want to talk about these things, they want to understand it. What are some good ways of kind of getting into these kind of discussions and spaces? Because sometimes people think, you know, you start a discussion, so let's talk about the end times. And everyone says, oh, you know, how, how do we make these conversations more normal and more normalised? Because we should be thinking about it as Christians, it's part of what we believe. Of course it is. I, I, I would encourage people particularly to start with Jesus' teaching and uh, just get to grips with what, what he said in the Gospels because it's the clearest, clearest teaching and nobody can argue with that. Um, I think I'd say to people, uh, f find some like-minded believers who are interested in this. And don't worry if you disagree about everything. That's not, that's not their issue. The, 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 the focus really is, 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 is to say, Lord, help us be ready for what you're about to do. Yeah. Um, so I, I, would in, I would encourage discussion. I would encourage churches to put on um, some end time uh, uh, courses, uh, revelation courses, um, and, and to, to not to be afraid for the Holy Spirit to teach you when you get together. Yeah. He's the perfect teacher. Mm. The Bible in one hand, the Holy Spirit inspiring you in the other hand. The Lord can teach us so much. I mean, I must admit, I remember watching an End Times movie at church and I was quite young. Yeah. And um, not long afterwards, I woke up and my parents weren't home and their car was there. Right. And I must admit, I was terrified. I thought they'd been raptured away and that I was left behind. How can we also turn this on for younger Christians and for young people who 
some of these topics might seem very big, maybe potentially scary, but also them to have an understanding of how their faith is outworked to the end. Um, well, I, I think young people, uh, th this generation is a generation God has got a, a unique plan for. Uh, so our children, our grandchildren, I think if we don't live through it, they will certainly live through all these, the, the end time days, mm -hmm. the last days. So I think, it's, I, th I think God is already preparing their hearts. So I don't think we need to shield them from this. Um, I think we need to, to talk through the news with them, help them to say, well, if there's troubles in the world, don't worry because God's got it in his control. Mm. To expect to see the church to really rise up in these days. And so they, they can be part, part of that and part of the answer in this world. Mm. Um, and, and I think to, to help young people to think they could be the ones who are alive mm. on this planet Earth on the day Jesus splits the heavens and comes back. Mm. And so th th they have it in their spirit now, so they can, the, the, the Lord can lead them through a time of preparation for those days. And what's next from you? Any more books? Do you see a follow-up to this book? What do you think you'll do now? Um, well, I'd love to do a follow-up, Janelle, simply because you can't write in a little book all that the Lord is teaching you. So I, I'm, I'm really intrigued about what the end-time church is going to be like in these coming decades. What, what are the marks? Uh, how is God going to change the shape of the church, the expression of the church? So I, I'd love to write about that. I'd, I'd love to help people to, to maybe un, uh, understand uh, how to disciple their community. Mm. So people who aren't Christians, but they're, but they're, they're worried, they're, mm. they're fearful. So how to begin to help them share the gospel, but help them to understand the, the, world, the world isn't going to disappear in Armageddon. Mm -hmm. No, the Lord, God, God's got a bigger plan and you can be involved in it. So both teaching for the church and, and evangelistic understanding. Mm -hmm. I'd love to write about those things. Amazing. And if you could um, advise people who now are like, OK, I want to think more about these things. I, you know, they're feeling their heart stirring. There's something for them in this. What would you say to pray? For them to to open up their understanding, you kind of touched on it earlier, but how to? I did well. I'd, I'd go to the very end of the, the Bible and the Revelation twenty two twenty. It says, "The Spirit and the Bride say, Come,' and they say, 'Come, Lord Jesus.' I would just start to encourage people to pray that prayer, Lord Jesus. We need you to come mm. and show me, open my eyes to see what is happening in the world and what you are saying about it. So I would say to people, st start to pray an expectant prayer and a prayer revelation. At TBN UK, we want the gospel to be in as many homes in this country as possible. And you can partner with us in this mission by praying, sharing or giving. For more information, visit tbnuk.org partnership. And remember, you can watch us on TBN UK on Freeview 65 or Sky 582.